Praise God and welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. So glad to have you here with us today uh, to partake in God's word. And before we dive into the word, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we praise your most magnificent name, Lord God, for only you are worthy to be praised and glorified. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to gather here together, even though it's remotely, Lord, to be able to partake of your word. I ask, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts and minds and our spirits to receive your words today and let them be deeply planted within our spirits so that they're not stolen away stolen away by the enemy when he rears his ugly head. We praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And let these words get deep within our spirits today. These things I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Well, praise God. Welcome again to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, go ahead and pause this video and go grab your Bible so you can see what we're talking about today. And if you do have your Bible, let's go ahead and dive right into the word by turning to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And we're going to start in verse 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Underline, pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. The main scripture that I want to focus on there is there in verse 16 towards the end, where it says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We see so much tragedy that happens um, around the world, and we we just wonder, you know, whether or not God is there, and, and whether or not God hears us. And and, and any time a tragedy strikes, you, we we oftentimes hear, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Uh, you. You hear from various leaders, you know, whether it's politicians or someone else on the news, or uh, even maybe you're talking with someone. You tell them, hey, my thoughts and prayers are are with you. And we look at that and we say, well, you know, how many times do I have to pray before something happens? Or, you know, I've prayed so much for, for these tra tragedies not to happen, but yet and still they keep happening. Or or maybe you're, you're praying about something at work there and you're just wondering, like, Lord, how many times do I have to pray about this before you take care of the situation? And then if you watch the news, you hear, you know, you, you may hear people in leadership or politicians even saying, that it's enough time, enough prayer, it's time for action. Prayers don't do anything. Positive thoughts don't do anything. It's time for it's time for action. And then it makes us wonder as children of God, does prayer actually work? And none of us are holier, too holier than now to, to, to not have a situation where it just feels like I've prayed a lot, I've prayed a lot, and, and it, it almost seems like God isn't there because I've prayed over and over again and these things continue to happen. We're still dealing with this coronavirus. People are still getting infected. We still see people getting sick. You know, um, um, there's a saying that, how, how does the saying go? You know, you know, bad things happen to good people sometimes. And we see all those things and it just makes us wonder, does prayer actually work? Well, what I love about this scripture here, 16 and 17, um, and actually 16 through 18, there's a few things that I love about it. One, it shows that when you are praying in alignment with God's will, there is nothing that God cannot do and God will not do if you're praying in alignment with God's word. 
So Elijah was one man and there was nothing special about him, if you will, in terms of, you know, having some sort of magic powers or anything like that or or had this inside track to God or this 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 um, deeper walk with God or to say deeper walk. But he, he, he wasn't he, he wasn't anyone special in that in, in that sense that there's no reason why our prayers couldn't be answered the same way Elijah's prayers were, were answered uh, about making it rain. And, and I and I, I kind of gravitate towards the scripture and I can and I can kind of understand the scripture um, to to and to uh, a deeper extent because uh, in my career you know the the very first uh, three ish years three or four years or so in my career I was taking the bus to work every single day and and those that know know that I I live out in Oregon and if you know anything about the Pacific Northwest it rains you know eight to nine months out of the year some areas I mean rains 11 months out of the year and every day for those three or four years, I was praying that God would not allow it to rain, to keep the rain from coming down while I was walking to the bus or while I was waiting for at the bus stop and, and or while I was uh, walking from the bus to, to, to my office building there, which was a several block walk. And I prayed that every day and every day for those three years, more times than not, not every day, I should say more times than not during those three years that I was praying that. It wouldn't rain while I was waiting for the bus or while I was walking to the bus or from the bus to the office there. Now, there were times that it did rain. And thank God I had an umbrella and everything. And, you know, my pants legs would get wet from, from some of the puddles that you can't see, you know, because I was going to work early. So it was still dark outside. But I didn't get upset over it. I didn't stop praying just because, you know, I prayed that it wouldn't happen. And next, you know, I'd leave the house and, it, and it's still raining. You know, I didn't, I didn't get upset by it. I didn't stop praying. I didn't get angry with God. I actually had an appreciation for the rain because I knew that the rain in the Pacific Northwest is what makes the, 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 the state so beautiful when you see some of the scenery. And so just because tragedy may continue to strike or just because that our, our prayers aren't answered or it seems like they're not being answered, it doesn't mean that prayer doesn't work. Prayer indeed does work. And we have to understand, well, what is prayer in the first place? Well, prayer is how we communicate with God, okay? It's how we talk to him. It's how he talks back to us, okay? It's how we get that direction. It, it's how we praise him. It's how we, we, we set the stage to, to invite his presence to be with us, uh, regardless of what might be going on. You know, in churches, that's the reason why we have praise and worship services or before the sermon is to invite God's presence to be presence to be in there. You know, and I would encourage you, if you don't do this now, before, if you're in a place where you can physically attend church, you know, spend some time praying to God before you actually go to church. Pray for God's anointing to be over, over that, over that church. Pray for God's anointing to be over the pastor, you know, because pastors are just human beings as well. And so, uh, um, praying for them, for God's anointing to be there, for God's anointing to be on the words is something that we should all, we should all get in the habit of doing. But prayer does work regardless of what, of what might happen. Despite whether or not a prayer is answered, we should still pray for a whole host of reasons. Some of them I, I, I mentioned already, you know, being able to talk to God and to hear from him to in, invite his presence. And we're going to look at today um, some scriptures in Psalms because Psalms is so full of, of some awesome scriptures around praying and, 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 and just how we can worship God. We're going to look at scriptures in Psalms today about for various reasons why we should pray. So starting off in Psalms, we're going to go to Psalms chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37. 
and we're going to start in verse number 23. Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have seen the righteous uh, and yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descend descendants are blessed. So we see there, um, starting off kind of in verse 23, one of the reasons why we should we should be praying is to seek guidance from God. So that so that as we're going along our day, we know how to prepare. We know what's coming down the pike for us because we have no idea what the morning is going to bring. You may spend time tonight all right, or, or, or preparing for work tomorrow uh, um, and, and go through your task list and make sure that, all right, here's all the things that I need to, to, to get done tomorrow. But who's to say you even get a chance to touch that task list tomorrow because you have no idea what God might have in plan, might, might have planned for you. You don't know what the enemy has planned for you, but God does. And so if you wake up and ask God for some direction and to order your, your, your steps there, he will guide you for that day. He will let you know what pitfalls to watch out for. He will even let you know what task, okay? He will even let you know what task to start and when. I shared the story before that one time I was given um, an assignment. Uh, it was on a Tuesday, Tuesday about early afternoon-ish or so, Tuesday morning going into the afternoon there. Um, and I had to uh, come up with a plan to solve this major issue that we've had um, that affected everyone in, in the entire state. And I had to come back by that Thursday with a, with an actual plan. And so I pulled people together um, that Tuesday afternoon. We went through some strategies and everything like that. Um, and then come Wednesday, I, I was going through all my notes and I was trying to formulate what this plan was going to be. So it was, it was due by close of business on Thursday. And so come Wednesday, I, I put all this, I got all these notes and I'm reviewing them. I'm trying to put together this plan to give to, to our second in command over the, of, of the organization there. And as I'm looking at, it, I just, for some reason, couldn't take my notes and formulate them into something that, that, that I knew that my boss was going to be asking for. And I distinctly heard a voice say, just get rid of it. Don't, don't even look at it. Stop working on it. Don't don't touch it at all. Just put it away. Do something else. I'm like, come on, Lord, I can't put this away. You know, this is due Thursday. This is a big deal. And again, just put it away. I said, all right, fine. So I did. I put it away. Come Thursday, the next day. So it was due by that at five o'clock that day. Right around 10 o'clock, I heard open up that plan that you were working on. I opened it up in 30 minutes. I was able to bang out a plan, send it off to my send it off to my boss for approval. OK, that quick. Now, it didn't make sense in my mind. And when I went to, 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 to bed, even on Tuesday, I knew I said, come Wednesday, I'm going to work on this plan and I'm going to get it out because I like to get it done sooner rather than later. I don't want to wait till the 11th hour to get it done. But see, I sought God that morning. I sought God that morning. And therefore, when I, when Wednesday came and I started to work on that plan, it put me in a place for, to be able to hear from him. And what he told me was, don't worry about it now. I will tell you when to actually work on it. And so I saw his face Thursday morning when I got up. And what did he do? That's when he told me to do it. That's when he told me to work on it. So our steps are ordered only if we actually, we actually pray. Verse 25, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends 
and lands and his descendants are blessed. So by us constantly being in prayer, um, um, we, we are blessed. We're never lacking for anything uh, that, that we think that we, or, or we're never lacking for the things that we need. Oftentimes when we're asking for things, we're asking for them because we feel like we want them. But really, the reality of it is, is that it's not a need, it's an actual want. And if we look back on our lives, we can see all the times God has given us exactly what we needed when we needed it. We may not have gotten it as soon as we would like or when we thought we needed it, but God knew exactly when he was needed. He might not always seem like he's there every single time you call on him, but rest assured, rest assured, he always shows up right on time right on time. God's timing is perfect. Okay. He shows up right on time. So we are never, we are, we are never begging for, for, for anything. And we're blessed when we, when, when we see God and when we're praying to him. Verse 27, depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Look in there, um, pause it for a second there, verse uh, 28 there, uh, where it says, and he does not forsake his saints. Underline that, he does not forsake his saints. Regardless of what you might be going through, whether it's something on the job, maybe you're in a new position and you're struggling with really understanding all the nuances and the task of that position or the people that you're now dealing with that you didn't have to deal with before, or maybe you're struggling to land that job that you actually want, that you want to do so bad because it seems like it fits within your skill set and your passions. Or maybe it's something that's going on in your family life. You know, maybe it's you're looking for a new house or you're wanting something to get something for the family. You need a new car or something to that effect. No matter what is going on and no matter how hard it might seem, no matter how impossible that task might seem or how, how impossible it might seem for you to accomplish that goal or obtain that thing that you're, that you're going after, no matter how impossible it might seem, God has not forsaken you. God has not forsaken you. When we think that or we feel like God isn't there, it's usually because we've turned our back on him. He doesn't turn our back on us. The same way that when we made the decision to become saved, we lost friends. I know I lost friends when I, when I decided to, to walk the straight and narrow with God. I've lost friends, but I didn't turn my backs on them. I didn't turn my back on them. Some of them decided to go off on their, other, on their own ways because they didn't like the, the direction that I was walking. But I was always told them that I would I will be there for you if you ever want to talk. However, I'm not going to partake in the things that you are partaking in because that's not who I am. This is who I am. So God never, ever, ever, ever forsakes us no matter what. So don't worry when you see all of these things happening and you're wondering, you know, when, when I'm sending all these prayers up. Why does it seem like the things that I'm praying not to happen continue to happen? And the things that I'm praying for that I want to happen don't seem to happen. God is still there and he hasn't forsaken you. Uh, verse 30, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. So going back there to verse 30, 
The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and the tongue uh, and his tongue talks of justice. Well, if we're not praying to God or if prayer, if, if prayer didn't work, then how would we be able to speak the things of wisdom or speak wise things? How would we be able to know what to say to people, when to say it and how to say it unless we're praying and that we understand that prayer works? There's many times when I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with an individual that I am just like, you know, this person is really getting on my nerves. And we all have those those people in our lives time to time. There are many times when I have to go to God and say, Lord, just give me the words to say. Tell me when to say it and what to say and how to actually say it. Because if I say it in and of myself, it's probably not going to be received in the way that you want it to be received. But if I don't believe that prayer works then I would never go to God. And instead I would pick up the phone and call someone else and say, this so-and-so, this is what they did. And, blah, and, I'm, and I'm so upset. What should I say to them? And the advice that they give me is probably not the, 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 the right advice. Okay. The mouth of the righteous speak wisdom and his tongue uh, talks of justice. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall, shall slide. So even though God orders our steps, okay, even though God orders our steps and we stumble, OK, it's not our stumbling because of something God did It's by our actions, because we chose not to put our foot where God told us to put our foot. So 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 understand that, that the law of God is in his heart. Underline the law of God is in his heart because it needs to be in our hearts. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Okay, wait on the Lord and keep his way. The only way we can stay on God's path for us, whatever that path might be, is through seeking him. And the only way we seek him is, is seeking him in his word, but also by reaching out to him in prayer. So if you feel like you're on God's path and you're doing what God is telling you to do, then understand something. Prayer works. Prayer works. Regardless of what other prayers out there that might not be answered, if you truly feel like you're walking down God's path for you and you're starting to see things happen in your life and you're starting to get blessed, maybe not to the level of blessing that you desire, understand that by you, that the fact that you continue to walk on God's path and these things continue to happen, that means prayer is actually working. Because you're seeking him and you're allowing him to, 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 to order your steps. Verse 35, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passes away and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright for the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be, cut, uh, shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Underline all of verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Underline uh, that part in verse 40, uh, verse 40. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. So one of the reasons, another reason why we should be praying here is to find strength, okay? To be able to find strength. 
At the end of verse 39, he is their strength in time of trouble. So when we're feeling like we're, we're, we're in a situation that we can't get out of, when, when it feels like the walls might be, might be closing in, okay, us, us praying to God and, him, and allowing him to, to, to minister us is what builds our strength to be able to continue on. And we've all heard the saying, nothing in life comes easy. Right? You have to work for everything. You've got to work hard, perseverance, all those kind of things is, is how you have success. And so even when you're walking in God's, God's will for your life, you are going to be hit with some sort of challenges. Every single one of us children of God has it. There's no way around it. When you're a child of God, you're going to face trials and tribulations. But we pray to God to be able to gain that strength when we're, when we're in trouble, to be able to be delivered from the wicked, start in, um, in verse 40 here, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. So part of praying is to, 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 to help us build that relationship with God. So if we have a deep relationship with God, then guess what? Then that means prayer works. Because you cannot have a deep relationship with God by simply just picking up your Bible. And by reading your Bible, you have to talk to God. You have to communicate with God because there's things in scripture that you may not understand. And the only way to gain that understanding is through is through Holy Spirit. But the only way to get Holy Spirit to come into your life and minister to you while you're reading the word is through prayer. So if you're reading the Bible and you're understanding the Bible or you're in a church service and something is resonating with you in, in your spirit as you're hearing it, it's simply because you made the decision to pray. And, and as you pray to seek God and to seek that relationship with him, to seek an understanding of what's in his word, he in turn is communicating back with you, which then means, again, prayer works. Prayer works. Okay. Staying in Psalms. Uh, let's go to Psalms chapter five. Psalms chapter five. Don't let anyone ever tell you that prayer doesn't work. I don't care what it is. Don't let, let, ever, ever let anyone tell you that prayer does not work. Psalms chapter 5, and we're going to go to uh, verse number 1. Psalms chapter 5, verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for, I will, for, for to you I will pray. Underline that. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. So again, we see there, talking to God in, in the morning is to, to help set your, set your day is something that's important. Okay, For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. So another reason, a few reasons there why we should be praying, okay, uh, is there in verse two, for you, for to you, for to you, I will pray. But then in verse three, my, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning, I will direct it towards you and I will look up. So when we wake up in the mornings, all right, we should be praying and thanking God for actually waking us up that morning. Okay. That first conversation in the morning sets the tone for the entire day. And I know I talked earlier about, about uh, allowing God to order our steps, um, but it's really important that we spend time, the very first conversation of the day should be with God, because that's going to set the tone for how the rest of the day goes. I can tell you from experience, 
times when, when, when maybe I had a really busy day at work and, and I woke up and the first thing that was on my mind was, uh, was, was work and all, all these things I got to deal with, all these meetings and these assignments and these deadlines that are due today and all this other stuff and all these people I got to deal with that, that are just pushing my buttons there. Uh, um, you know, when I, when I woke up focused on those things and not focused on God, I can tell you my day was not, did not go as well. My day did not go as well. But when I went to God first, and had that conversation with him first, the day was nice and smooth. And it doesn't mean I didn't have challenges that I had to deal with and some issues that I had to attend to or some, some tight deadlines. But the fact of the matter is, is that I didn't feel any kind of stress. I was peace. I was at peace about it. But then I also remembered to pray before I was going to the meeting, to pray while I was walking to the meeting. And if need be, pray while I was in the meeting. And I don't mean, it's not like I you know, we, you don't have to stop me say, hey, everybody stop for a second. I need to pray. You know, they probably look at you like you're crazy and kick you out of there. But but I could sit there and, and hear some things that are going on and I can and I can feel the Holy Spirit reach out to me. Talk to me real quick. Talk to me. I'll help you with this. And I can just simply say, God, help me. God, give me the words to say to, to respond to this question or to respond to what this individual said. And the words would come to me. OK, so seeking God in the morning, giving him thanks is a reason why we should we, we should also be praying. Okay, and the fact that God continues to wake us up and guide us throughout the day, again, further proof that that prayer works. Um, let's see here. Uh, verse seven. But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my straight before my face. So if you know what God's will is for your life, you see then at the end of verse eight, make your way straight before my face. If you know God's will in your life, then prayer is working because you're seeking God and you want to know, Lord, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? And if he makes that clear to you and you see that and that's the direction you're walking, as I said earlier, that means prayer works. Um, verse nine. For there is no, actually, let me back up to verse seven here. Uh, but as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy and fear of you. I will worship toward your holy temple. So so we, we should be praying to to give reverence to God, to give respect to God, to bless God. OK, um, again, as I was saying earlier in church services, before before we get into to reading the word, it's important that, that, that you spend some time uh, in, in prayer and seeking God's face when you're at home. The same thing, you know, there's something about praise and worship that will just lift your spirits because those forces of darkness that are trying to attack you. Those depressive spirits that are, are, are trying to make you sad and depressed, those fearful spirits that are trying to tell you that you can't step foot outside your house without getting sick. When you start engaging in praise and worship, those spirits cannot stay around. And then when those spirits leave, that opens up the door for you to have that communication with God and for him to communicate back with you so you can pray to him and he can respond to you. Okay, so prayer works. Verse nine, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. The inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out of the multitude, out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. But let all those who rejoice put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround them as with a shield. 
So there we see in, in, in verse 12 there, actually, I'm going to go to verse 11 there. Um, praying also brings us joy. But let all those who rejoice put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Okay. You think about a, a sporting event, all right? If, if you go and attend an, uh, an event or you watch a game on TV or something like that, and you saw hooting and hollering when, you, when your team is actually winning, that's, the, that's joy, okay? You, you, you have joy. Well, God can give you that joy if you're willing to pray to him. And when you're feeling down and you're feeling out because, you know, I'm at work and I just don't understand the things that are happening around me in, in, in the workplace, or I'm, maybe I'm struggling with this, this task that my boss has, has, has given me, Spending some time in praise and worship and praying to God, be, you'll be see how quickly, how quickly your spirits will be lifted because you'll find joy. We also should be praying to God for protection. In verse 12, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround, surround them as with a shield. So we will be surrounded by, by God's favor, meaning that we're, we will be blessed, that, 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 that everything that we put our hands forth, our hands to do will, will, will be successful and we'll be blessed through that. And then we'll be protected because as we're walking in God's will, that allows God to continue to watch over us to ensure that nothing happens to us. OK, so if we ever if you've ever walked out in a situation and you felt like it was impossible and it actually got done and you sought God out and that situation was, was defeated or was eliminated or you accomplished what it was, then that's a reminder that prayer does work, regardless of what, what anyone says. We also pray because we love God and he loves us. We need to also learn not to only pray for ourselves, but for others as well. The Bible talks about praying for those in leadership positions. One of the things I do every single morning uh, and every single night before I go to bed is I pray for those that are in leadership positions, that God would would, would guide them, that they would seek God and that they, they, they would listen to what God is telling them, that they would um, take this nation in the direction that God wants to take them. Now, it's up to them whether or not they choose to, to, to do that. OK, so I'm, I'm praying that God opens up their eyes and just continues to talk to reach out to them. But it ultimately, it's their decision. But by me praying for them, by me praying for them, what I'm doing is, is I'm showing God that, Lord, I don't want to see you, you. It's not your will for anyone to perish. OK, and I want to see these people in these leadership positions do your will, your and Lord, your will only. So I'm asking you to, to, to guide them. So we should be we should be doing that, regardless of how you might feel about a particular individual or any political party or anything like that. We should always, always be praying, praying for people and praying that God would open their eyes. Staying in Psalms here, we're going to move, uh, we're going to continue on here in chapter 6. So Psalms chapter 6, we're going to continue in verse 1. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me to, uh, in your hot displeasure. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul, is all, my soul also is greatly troubled, but you, but you, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver me. O save me, save me for your mercy strength. So there's a, a, a couple of things here in these scriptures. Okay, first and foremost, we're, we're not weak and frail. Okay, it says here in, in, in verse number two, have mercy, o, o Lord, for I am weak, O Lord. Heal me for my bones are troubled. This does not mean that God designed us and made us to be weak or to be frail human beings. And I say that because I heard uh, many Christians say that, oh, yes, Lord, you, you made us weak and you made us frail and you made us this and you made us that. No, that's not what God's intent for us is. What this scripture here is talking about is that when I am feeling weak, 
when I am feeling like I've got something going on in my body that just isn't, isn't right, or I'm troubled because of some bad news that I got to, to, to ask God to have mercy on me because this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm feeling. All right. Verse three, my soul also is greatly, is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long return, O Lord, deliver me. Uh, oh, save me for your mercy's sake. So, so crying out to God is something that we do, but we do it through prayer. We do it through prayer, okay? But it doesn't mean that we're just weak and frail and that God that God made us that way. No, in fact, God made us strong and God made us to be able to go to him to take care of things that we can't take care of ourselves. So in that sense, okay, God is strong when we decide to be quote-unquote weak by giving up our desires and by giving up our uh, approach to handling the situation and giving it to him and allowing him to take it. Therefore, he becomes he becomes strong. Okay, so in his in our quote unquote weakness, God is strong and it will provide us with his perfect strength. Uh, and verse two also there, you see, there's a cry, oh, Lord, heal me for my bones are troubled. So anytime you've prayed for a healing, I don't care how long you have that sickness. All right. We know the word of God says that it takes it takes a while for prayers to be answered when when, when the angel visit, visited Daniel and told him that uh, from the time you, you you reached out to God, he heard your prayer. But the prince of Persia withstood me 21 days until the archangel Michael came and helped me. So we know that we, we send up prayers and they're not answered instantly all the time. So things like sickness at times can take a while. Any prayer can take a while to, to actually be made manifest in the physical. So anytime you've prayed for a sickness, no matter how little it might have been, whether it's for just a cold to get over a cold or maybe you came down with, with, with the coronavirus or, or, or anything else that you prayed for when, when you were sick. When that healing came about, that was because God heard your prayer and he answered you. Even if it took a long time, longer than you wanted it to, God still heard your prayer and he answered you. That prom promotion you got at work, God heard your prayer and he answered you. The prayer for that loved one to get better. God heard your prayer and he answered you. That house that you bought, God heard you and he he answered your prayer. Okay? So prayer works. Uh, verse 5. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave, who will give you thanks? I am weary in my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. My eyes, uh, my eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. Underline verse 8. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be, as uh, be ashamed suddenly. Underline all the verses 8 through 10 there if you don't have them underlined, because this is proof that when we pray, God hears us. When we cry out to God, he hears us. No matter what the circumstance might be, no matter how much times, how many times you spent the nights crying yourself to sleep over, over a situation that's going on in your life, God has heard your prayer. If you are in the middle of a situation right now, right now, make it up in your mind from this day forward to remember that God has heard your prayer. And because he heard your prayer and because you are one of his children and because he has never, ever, ever forsaken you and never will forsake you, understand he will respond to you. It might not be in the timing that you are warning. He will come through. He hasn't left you.
He hasn't left you. He's still there. He's still working. He's still working. He's still working. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He is still working and he will bring it to you in the physical, uh, in the physical realm in his perfect timing. Just hold on. Just hold on. Okay. Uh, a few more scriptures here as we, as we start to close. Staying in Psalms again, we're going to go to verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter four. Chapter four, verse one. Chapter, uh, Psalms chapter four, verse one. Hear me when I call, O God, of my, uh, of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. You ha have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? But know that the Lord has set apart for himself who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Underline that. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Underline that. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are, there are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season, uh, wait, more in the season that their grain and wine increased. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So we see they're praying for safety. Okay. Praying for safety shows, and when we when and when we're feeling safe, shows that prayer actually works. And we should be praying for God to place a hedge of protection around us because you have no idea what, what, what what's out there. Okay? You have no idea whether or not you'll be able to cross the street, you know, uh, uh without getting hit by hit by a car. Okay, you don't know if anything could, could enter into your home, you know, and, and, and cause you some heart to harm that food that you're, you're you're eating from the restaurant. You don't know how that food was was prepared or, or what might be in it. Okay, so blessing over blessing your food and praying for safety. All right, is something that we should be is, is something that we should be doing. Um, and also in verse one, I'm gonna go back here to verse one. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteous. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. I mean, that, that's something that's good to remember when we go to sleep. All right. You have relieved me in my stress. But if we're not praying to God, how can he relieve us of that? Relieve of relieve us of that stress. If we're not praying to God, how can we do like verse four at the end there and lay on my bed and be still meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. If we don't pray to God, then we can't be still. We can't allow him to work because we're so busy trying to do our own thing. We're so busy trying to solve problems ourselves and not, go, and not going to God, all right? In verse eight there again, I will lie down in peace and sleep. We can't have peace while we sleep if we're not praying to God. And think about it. Think about it because I'm sure I'm sure many of you have had this situation where you just had a tumultuous day and you know the next day is probably going to be just as bad, if not worse than the day than, than today. But yet still, you were able to lay down and go to sleep and fall right asleep and be asleep through the whole night, wake up and be well energized. OK. That's because God heard your prayer. That's because when you went to lay down to sleep and you asked God to give you a restful night's sleep, he heard you and he allowed that to happen. Right? 
And I have plenty of times in my life when, I, when I've had that happen, okay? We'll go to sleep. I'm like, oh, man, I got all this going on tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to do, Lord. And I just say my prayers. And after that, I just go to sleep. And I don't wake up in the middle of the night at all. I just sleep right through the night. Or if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I'm not dwelling on that, that problem. I just say, all right, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. Now, it doesn't mean that the enemy won't try to plant that thought there when I'm awake. It may try to steal my sleep from me, okay? But when I do feel that, what I do very quickly is I say, okay, Lord, I, I, I'm awake and, and, and I, I need to go back to sleep. But am I awake because you're calling me to be awake? Because you're, 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 you're wanting to tell me something? Or am I awake here because I'm worried about this problem and I just need to give it back to you? And then I'll listen to see what God says. Sometimes it's just rebuke that thought and I'll rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus and I'll replace it with, 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 with the verse or with the scripture or, and, and reminding the enemy that, that I can cast my cares on, on God because he cares for me. And then I'll fall right back to sleep. Or it could be God saying, yeah, come talk to me. I want to tell you some things. And then I'll get up and I'll listen to what he what, what he's telling me. I'll seek him in his, in his word. And even though I don't go back to sleep, I'm up and I have energy for the rest of the day. OK, but that's because I also know that prayer works. Last scripture here. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, chapter five. Last few scriptures. First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse uh, 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The main scripture there was 16 and 17. Rejoice always, pray without, without ceasing. So even if you've prayed for something for the last 10 years and it still hasn't come to pass, and you know that it's within God's will for, that, for you to have that thing or for this thing to come to pass, don't stop praying. I don't care how many tragedies you read or you see on the news or you read in the newspaper. I don't care how many negative situations have popped up in your life. Do not stop praying. Pray without ceasing. We saw earlier that uh, about Elijah who was praying for the rain and then prayed for it to stop raining. The, effect, the, the fer effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So if you're a righteous individual and you're praying fervently, understand that um, it, it will avail much. And if you're praying without ceasing, understand that God will answer you. It will take some time, but God will answer you and prayer does work. There's so many reasons for us to be grateful, just like there are so many reasons for us to pray. right? And we went through a lot of these early and there's so many more reasons uh, why we should pray. And we, we can't get into them, get into them all now. But I encourage you, especially in, in the book of Psalms, go through that whole, that all 150 chapters, because there's some some beautiful things in there about praise and worship. And, and, and there's actually quite a few Christian songs that have taken verses from Psalms and actually put them in their in their in their lyrics. Okay? So there's so many reasons why we should we, we should be praying. As a child of God, prayer is one of the most powerful weapons that we have. Through prayer, we learn to bind up and cast out demons. We learn how to read the read, read the Bible. Okay, we learn how to listen to God. We learn how to have a deep knowledge of Him. Jesus Himself had to pray on many occasions. Okay, many times the Bible talks about how Jesus went off alone to pray, went off alone by Himself to pray. So Jesus Himself had to pray as the Son of God. So if Jesus, as the Son of God, had to pray. 
to, to constantly keep himself um, and focused on God as, as he was walking the earth, if Jesus Christ himself had to do it, then why do we think that we don't need to pray? Praise the living God. Praise the living God. Well, I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And let's close with a, with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you for your words today, Lord. And I just pray for everyone that has heard these words that you would strengthen all of them, Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen us all to continue to pray, Lord, no matter what's happening around us, no matter how much the odds seem like they might be stacked against us, or no matter how many times it seems like people are just coming against us, Lord, that you would remind us the importance of prayer, that you would continue to strengthen us to pray in the face of, of whatever situation it, it might be, that we would never cease in prayer, Lord, and that we would never forget that you always hear our cry, that you always hear our prayer when we reach out to you and to give us strength and patience to wait for that prayer to be answered and manifest itself in the, in the physical. I pray for everyone, Lord, and ask that you would continue to guide us and watch over us, Lord, and that you would continue to keep us safe. We, pray you, we praise you, we love you, we thank you for all your wonderful blessings, both great and small, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Well, praise God again. I hope this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, think about sharing it with friends, family, and loved ones, or anyone that might even be giving you a hard time, because it's not God's will that anyone should, should perish. If these messages are a blessing to you, visit our website at genesis1.sermon.net. On there, you will see all our sermons that are, that are posted up there. And if you click on the subscribe button, you will also then be notified through whatever application you use on your phone to receive podcasts. You will receive a notification every time new content is posted. Well, I pray that you go in his peace and I pray, pray that you go in his perfect strength. And always remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens, strengthens you. Praise God.